Welcome to the Sex Travel Sports Food Podcast with your host, Cousin Cornbread, on A-N-D-S Radio. That's ain't no damn station radio. We're delivering this straight to your earphones, your car speakers, and sound bars on that Wi-Fi, hotspots, Ethernet, T1 lines, shared data plans, or however you get on the internet. And we about to go ahead and get this commentary in and solve life's problems. Y'all ready? Set. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cornbread. Hey, man, what's going on? This is your favorite cousin. Cousin Cornbread back once again on the Sex Travel Sports Food Podcast. Episode number 18. You hear me? And um, I appreciate, again, everybody that's coming back to check this out. Uh, whether this is your second time listening, third time listening, or your 19th time listening, which means you've already caught up, you on target, you you ready, and you've been pestering me over the past week to uh, drop an episode. So, you know, everybody that's been out there putting the pressure on me, I appreciate that because it actually makes me feel good that y'all are actually paying attention and anticipating me dropping another joint. You know what I'm talking about? So it keeps me going. It keeps the people going. It gets, the, gets cornbread going. You know what I'm talking about? So I appreciate that. Um, you know, so I, got, I, I had a little technical difficulty, so I didn't post on the date I wanted to post on, so this going to come out just a couple of days late. It's not really that late, but it's going to come out a couple of days later than I wanted to. So, uh, but we here now. You hear what I'm talking about? And, uh, like I said, this episode number 19, on this episode, we will be covering uh, orgies in Miami, okay, because people go to Miami and have a lot of orgies, apparently. Um, American tourists, some things I've noticed about being an American tourist, which I find very interesting, and uh, vegan food naming conventions, which I also find very interesting, and also we'll cover uh, a little bit about the NFL, Colin Kaepernick, um, and the, the continued knee, taking a knee protest that's been plaguing, apparently, <laughs> the NFL and all the racist NFL watchers of America, I guess, which has always been a weird situation to me. Like, how you racist, but you like to watch black people play football, like play sports, it's weird, but whatever. All right, so we're going to cover all of that stuff, man. And um, like I said, once again, I appreciate everybody listening. And one thing that they just started doing on this hosting site that I'm using, I use a, a site called Anchor FM uh, to host my podcast. I don't record directly in the app or in the uh, site, but I do use it to host my podcast. And if you don't know what that means, basically we upload it there and they, they blast it out to different platforms for you. You know, they host it. You know, most people should know what that is by now. You know, younger people anyway. Some people don't get into it, whatever. So anyway, one thing they kicked off is they kicked off a support uh, function, right, where you can go in there and support the podcast that you listen to. And what they mean by support is get some money. (laughs) 
All right, so they have a little feature on there now where you can support the podcast you listen to. They got a 99 cent feature, a five, a four ninety nine feature, and a nine ninety nine feature that you can subscribe to and get it like a recurring payment every month or a recurring contribution every month. You know what I'm saying? So y'all need to go check that out for your favorite cousin. You hear me? And I'm really excited that I already got some support. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my first, I'm going to shout out my first supporter, Kelly, in Woodbridge, Virginia. I appreciate that. Give Kelly a round of applause. It's very, 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 very helpful for your cousin. And that, that keeps me pushing, you know what I'm saying? I might get some new sound effects or something. I'm spending all my money. You know what I'm going to stop the stunt on everybody on this show, man. <laughs> But anyway, man, um, so shout out to Kelly and uh, anybody else who want to go on there, check out the um, the support feature. When you go on sextravelsportsfood.com, you'll see the button there. Or if you're on cousincornbread.com, you'll see it right up in the uh, in the listing for the episode that you're listening to. You'll see a little button on there right next to the um, the share button. So, yeah, so share it, like it, subscribe. Tell all your friends, tell all your partners, tell everybody on the bus, tell everybody on the subway, tell your cousins in there. Check out your favorite cousin, Cornbread's podcast, Sex Drive Force Sports Food Podcast. All right. Like I said, man, uh, and I'm gonna start a new thing where I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna start you off with some fun facts, okay? And this fun fact is uh brought to you by the fact that I went outside the day to start on my motorcycle and um I was attacked by a a community of sprickets. Okay, now what a spricket is? It's like a it's a it's what it, it kind of says is a spider cricket. Okay, and the spider attributes of it are that it can walk on walls. It can walk up the wall. It can walk on the ceiling. It can do whatever it want to do. And then the cricket part is that it hops very far and very quick and very high all over the place okay so when you see one of these things if you've never seen one before it's kind of disrespectful looking okay it's very if you're not a bug person you're gonna freak out when i first saw one i was like what in the bird is that okay it's a spricket because you ain't never seen one before it looked like it got big legs like a grasshopper or a cricket right but then it got like more than two legs or more than four legs. It looked like it got these big ass antennas. It's just a lot going on with this animal. You know, I don't know what God was going through when he developed a spricket. Okay. He was like, I don't, we don't got enough terrifying insects right now. We need to make a spricket. <laughs> what God doing with his life? You know what I'm saying? Well, he is out here making new bugs. Isn't already enough bugs out here that could kill you. But the fun fact about a spricket, which is also known as the, uh, not the humpback, the camelback, damn, the camelback cricket is that, and that's, that's another thing. That's another attribute. It has a hump on its back like a camel. <laughs> so it, it's a crazy looking bug. If you, if you follow me on Facebook, go on my Facebook page, cousin, facebook.com slash cousin cornbread, you'll see it. Or if you're on my, if you my, on Instagram, at Cousin Cornbread, one word, spelled correctly, by the way, with C's, Cousin Cornbread, okay? Anyway, go on there and check out this spricket. That was a live picture I took. It's crazy. 
damn humpback cricket spider. It's just too much going on. But anyway, one good thing about this damn spricket is that it don't bite. So, but that's good. It won't bite you. It's not poisonous. Um, And so it's really a harmless animal as far as what it can do to you. But it looks terrifying. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to kind of fight it. And here go the fucked up part. It don't move. It's not scared. You know, normal bugs, ants, roaches, even mosquitoes, once they figure out you see them, they kind of go away. Flies, they, they escape, right? They get, they go away. They might come back. But this spricket, nah. The spricket will, like, basically have a face-off with you, okay? And people who live in Maryland, D.C. area who've encountered these things, they don't give a fuck. Okay, they like they like, hey, yeah, whatever. I live here. Like, excuse me, you got to walk. I had to walk around a spricket to get to my own motorcycle. <laughs> so I took the cover off, right, and like a whole family of them joints fell out of the cover and hopped off. But then they ain't really hopped that far. They just hopped like two hops. They, they you know they could have hopped into the grass or hopped over the trees or whatever. Nah, they just hopped like. Two good hop just to give me enough space to get the cover off. So they was like, well, they just waiting for me to put it back on. <laughs> so they sat around and literally in a circle around my motorcycle until I finished doing whatever I was going to do. And they kind of mosey back on to their little life. They mosey back. I put the cover back on. And I saw them literally walk back up underneath the cover, I guess, and go to sleep. <laughs> like, they don't give a fuck. I ain't never, it, that was the part. I was like, man, these Jones, they really just sitting here chilling. And they big. They been eating good. Whatever they eat, they been eating good back there. <laughs> I looked up that they eat mold and uh, like grassy stuff and fabric or whatever. I don't know. They don't eat like, they not carnivores. They they're omnivores. So, I don't know, man. Shit. Anyway, that's your fun fact for the day. Sprinkles are non-poisonous. If you've ever seen one. Just know that if you've never seen one, go look up a spricket or a camel cricket. What I call it? I don't even remember the name of it now, but whatever. Y'all go look that up, man. It's terrible. A spricket. God got jokes. <laughs> but anyway, man, uh, and also, I'll also be bringing y'all this week in the, the caucasity. Okay, that's a word I actually, a lot of people started using it, okay? The caucasity is a phrase that I'm taking credit for making up about two years ago. And recently, I've been seeing a lot of people use caucasity, okay? But I, I'm pretty sure I started that shit like two years ago. I ain't going to take full credit for it because I'm not sure. But, you know, if you're not familiar with what that term is, it's basically audacity mixed with Caucasian, okay? And we, risk, we, we, we witness a lot of this in America when it comes to a lot of political things and just kind of these, these, you know, like these kind of uh, feelings of entitlement that we see from certain, not all, certain Caucasian, okay? And one of them, uh, and actually one thing, I, I called somebody a Caucasian about two months ago, and they got mad that I said Caucasian, which was weird. And that's actually Caucasious. <laughs> and that's a mix between... Audacious and Caucasian, by the way. But anyway, so that was actually 
goofy because I'm like, well, what, why are you upset? She was like, oh, that's that's rude. You're trying. You're you're clearly being facetious and da 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 da. And I was like, nah, not really. I mean, you when you check the box on your forms, what do you fill out? Right? It's gonna give you an option: white slash Caucasian, black slash Negro, or whatever disrespectful thing they got. Uh, at that time, Negroid, black, I don't know, whatever, or non-Latino. Then they got like seven ways you can be not Latino, but then they got like two Latinos. Then they got a Indian, and they got a, I don't know, they got a lot of shit. But anyway, the whole point is you they be checking Caucasian, and I don't understand why she was offended by that. It's fine, this is a Caucasian, whatever. Like, I don't go by African-American because I'm not African, I just go by American, right? I'm black, but I don't, you know, ain't nobody gonna pick me up in Africa at the airport. <laughs> like, welcome home, cornbread, cousin cornbread, welcome home. No, so I'm not African American. I'm just a regular American. I'm black. You know, I got African, clearly, I got African ancestors, African people in my fam- my bloodline. But technically, I'm a very technical person. I don't have African-American, right? Just like I'm not, but I, if I was from Africa, you know, like a Nigerian who's a citizen of the United States now or whatever, or an immigrant, then fine, I'd be an African-American. You know, they don't tell, tell people, oh, you are Euro-American. They don't tell nobody, they don't tell them to do that. So don't tell everybody else to hyphenate their shit. How <laughs> come Caucasians the only one that don't got to hyphenate their life in America? Everybody else is hyphenated. <laughs> well, whatever, man. This week in the Caucasity, right? We all know about this story about uh, this cop in Dallas who went up in the house and shot this dude, shot this man in his own apartment, right? So she's a Caucasian uh, police officer in Dallas who was supposedly off duty and was too tired to know where she was, ran up in this dude's house and uh, ran up in his apartment and she lived in the same building on the same complex or something like that. And she shot the dude dead in his own apartment. And the police then came out and said that it wasn't, you know, like we're basically having a question about whether or not she was wrong. <laughs> It wasn't a feud. She wasn't responding to a call. She, I don't think she was. She wasn't on duty. There's nothing about that. She wasn't, you know, stopping the conflict. There was no reason for her to be in this man's apartment that we know about at this point. Uh, on September the 12th, okay, 2018. We don't know why she would have been had another reason to be in there. So, and she shot this dude dead. And the caucastic part about this whole thing is that there's really a debate on whether or not she should be charged with like murder or manslaughter or whatever. But there's actually a debate. That's the crazy part about it. This is amazing. This is like some the most privileged shit I ever heard in my life. <laughs> you rolled up in somebody else's house for no reason that we know about. Kill him. And everybody's trying to come up with all kinds of theories on why it was justified, <laughs> which they always do, right? It's always trying to figure out what was the justification for killing some black man, some black person, right? And they got all these crazy theories, right? And they're just flying around and whatever. Ain't no way, man. Ain't no way. I hope, yeah, man. 
I hope somebody fight back. Hope she get. I hope that she gets charged. She probably won't get no serious charge, but she, I hope she gets charged with something. I'm telling y'all, man, y'all got to stop depending on this legal system out here, but I'm not going to support that. I'm not going to talk about that right now. Anyway, that's this week in the Caucasity. <laughs> okay. Oh, and, and this is a side note in the Caucasity. Y'all's man, y'all's president, Donald Trump. Um, you know, we got Hurricane, I think, Irene or somebody coming. No, Hurricane Florence coming up the uh, East Coast this week. And uh, y'all's president tweeted out that it's going to be real wet. He said it's going to be a tremendously uh, wet hurricane. And uh, that's y'all's man. That's just, I'm not even going to really get into it. Um, I just don't know. I get, I've given up on a lot of things in life lately um, based on Donald Trump being the president because there's no way that, uh, there's no way that this is going to make any kind of sense. <laughs> like life itself. I thought George Bush was bad, right? I thought George Bush, uh, that, that, you know, I thought George Bush was terrible. Uh, w. I thought W was terrible, but this damn Trump shot it. I don't know, man. Like, how can you believe in anything with Trump being the, the real live president for over a year? He ain't getting impeached. He ain't getting stopped. He is getting worse. <laughs> He's getting worse and more and more emboldened and crazy. You know, he's just crazy, man. Like, he just be saying anything. And he say it. He be like, yeah, I do whatever I want. Y'all impeach me to stop my hair going to go down. If y'all do this, that's going to happen. He be threatening him up. He threatening everybody. Threatening. It was wrong with him. Man. But anyway, make sure y'all go vote. <laughs> everybody that believe in voting, make sure you go vote in these uh, midterms so you can get the at least get the uh, the Congress together. Hopefully get your people in Congress. And shout out to Andrew uh, Gillum. I don't think it's Gilliam, whatever it is, down in Tallahassee for being the first uh, black uh, Democrat uh, elected to run for governor down there in Florida, in Florida. And y'all know, you know, another side note, y'all remember that dude, Flo Rida the singer or the musician, whatever y'all want to call him? You know, it took me like three, four years to realize that his name spelled Florida. One day I was like, oh, shit, because I always hated his name. I thought his name was kind of goofy, right? I was like, what the fuck is a flow rider? What is that? And then I was like, then one day I saw it written out on something, and I was like, oh, shit, it spells Florida. Oh, look at that, guys. <laughs> I was such a goofball, too. I was really excited that I figured that shit out or that I had finally noticed it. <laughs> I like, oh, this whole damn time, I didn't realize that shit uh, spelled Florida at all. Till the, I would have never figured it. If I never would have saw it, like, written in that font, you know, font matters. <laughs> so, if I would have never saw it written in whatever that font was, I probably would have never known Florida. Anyway, little side note. <laughs> oh, man. So, let's go ahead and get into this, man. Um, like I said, we were going to talk about... Uh, first of all, I'm going to get into the sex part. You know, sex, travel, sports, food is what the name of this podcast is. So every episode I touch on or I try to touch on typically all four of those categories. Okay, we're going to get into it. Uh, first off, with sex, um, you know, I was really supposed to post this episode uh, a little while ago. 
and I had a crash the pod, crash the episode podcast well, on episode 18 with uh, Olisha Haskett, uh, who's a boudoir, boudoir photographer. And um, so I pushed this episode back. But originally, uh, for the last episode, I was going to talk about when I came back from Miami. And, uh, you know, because it was turned up. You know what I'm saying? I was going to tell y'all how this got back from Miami. And y'all know what goes down in Miami. Okay? Y'all know. You know, you go down there. And it's a party. You on ocean. All the chicks out here. Down, you know, it's, it's lit. We out here. We doing it. We living the thing. My man came down to meet me from Orlando. We out here partying. It's turned up. Titties everywhere. Da, 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 all this stuff. Right? Because it's lit. I can't even tell y'all what happened down there. Right? Wrong. <laughs> Wasn't no titties and stuff out. Wasn't no act. It was just, I don't know why. People think that when you go to places like Miami and Vegas and uh, certain places, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, what happens in Miami stays in Miami, whatever, that uh, everybody just be having all this random sex and stuff. Is that what y'all be doing? <laughs> like, is that really what goes on? I mean, I have been to Miami probably about, I don't even know. It's countless times. I don't even know. At least 50 times, right? I done been to Vegas at least 10, maybe not, probably not 10. Maybe it's, it's more than six times, right? I've been to Vegas. And then even one of these places have I been like just in some wild, crazy scenarios. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm just living my life wrong. <laughs> like I don't, I never have any of these tales of, uh, of craziness. I'll never had no tales of smashing some random ocean drive chick. You know what I'm saying? Like I never, I never had that. I've never been on a strip and had some chick just start giving me head or something. Like I don't like what do y'all be doing? I don't, maybe I'm just not cute or whatever it is. Maybe, maybe I'm ugly. Maybe I'm fat. I don't. Maybe I'm too broke to be having these tales. But I be seeing, but mother be telling me all kinds of stories. About how they just be getting it all the way in on Ocean Drive. <laughs> and like I be like, man, what did I miss? Like what? Like what did I like what, which part of Ocean Drive y'all be on? <laughs> Sheesh. Cause uh that don't know be happening to me. I'd be I be at all the spots, wet willies, uh fat Tuesdays, uh mangoes, whatever. No. Ain't no, it's just, no, it's just, I just be walking. <laughs> I just be sitting there walking, walking and drinking. And then I was pissed because uh, Fat Tuesdays played me. I didn't know you couldn't take the drinks out of the Fat Tuesdays no more. So if y'all ain't been to Fat Tuesdays in a minute down there, you can't take your little alcoholic Slurpees out of the joint no more. And they set me up because I bought the little uh, cup. I bought the cup. The uh, what do you call it? Like the souvenir cup, the little souvenir cup with the koozie on it, you know, the straw, whatever. Because I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take this down on the beach. I'm gonna be lit on the beach. I'm gonna live my best life out here. I got my, my alcoholic Slurpee. Got some more liquor in the bag. I'm gonna mix it up and lay on the beach and live my best unbothered cornbread life. Okay, I'm walking out, old boy. Like, oh, you can't take that out, out outside the patio. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
why would I buy a souvenir cup to sit on the motherfucking patio? <laughs> they run a the motherfucking scam. You hear me? Why would they need to tell you that before you pay the extra like seven, eight dollars for that raggedy cup? Right. That you can't take it out because I'm not. Why would I ever just why would I buy a big ass koozie cup and all this stuff to sit on the patio of the place? I don't need a souvenir cup to drink this shit while I'm sitting here. That doesn't even make any kind of sense. <laughs> Clearly, I got this from uh, Fat Tuesdays because I'm sitting on the motherfucking patio. Motherfucker. Like, I don't need the koozie to tell me I'm still at the, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a side note. Had went a little tangent. I had PTSD. Just had a little flashback. I'm sorry. We're going to keep it going. Okay. But yeah, man. Um, I've never had a one night stand. I probably, I think I mentioned that before, but I've never had a one night stand. I never smashed no prostitutes, none of that stuff, man. And not, so I'm clearly not living my life. Um, I need to start getting on the Trump. I talked about y'all, man. It's Trump. I need to get on the Donald Trump, man. Just start grabbing pussies out here, maybe. I don't know. Then I have my attorney pay for them, pay them in cash <laughs> off the record, like Trump do. Jeez, maybe I get a burner phone. And I could cash app it to him, you know, because that's a new. Everybody on cash app now. <laughs> Shout out to anybody that's ever bought T-shirts from me out in the street and gave me money on cash app, because I love that. Because they tell you, you ain't, I don't got no cash on me. I be like, I got the cash app right here. Get this, you know, get this T-shirt, you know, sidebar. Okay, y'all make sure y'all go on cornbreadscloset.com, buy you some T-shirts. Go on cousincornbread.com, get you some T-shirts, man. All right, anyway, but look, so. Yeah, man, it's, it's it's crazy. Y'all just be out here whoring in Miami, huh? <laughs> and I be down there like a hot, straight bama just trying to go swim in the ocean. That's all I be wanting, man. That's the, I literally go to the beach, the people watch, and get in the water. Okay? Literally, that's what I go there for. Like, I, I you know, you can whore wherever you at. You can whore locally. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, why would y'all need to go all the way to Miami to be a whore? But I want to go for the water because they got the they got the nicest water in the states or the nicest ocean water in the state. So that's why you gotta go to Miami or go to anywhere in Florida. Basically, they got the best water. So that's why I go for real. There, that, <laughs> and that's it. Give me a little chair, umbrella, pay like thirty dollars, however. But they overcharging for that shit. I pay it, whatever, and live my life. You know what I'm saying? Even if I wanted to be a whore, I don't got no game. You know what I'm saying? I'm an introvert, man. Like, I barely, like, I'm kind of social, but most, most of the time I'm an introvert, you know? So I barely talk to people that I fucking know. <laughs> like, I barely, like, the people that I really mess with, like, my mans, my homegirls, like, my family, right, who, like, I barely talked to them. So you know <laughs> I ain't gonna pull up on strangers like that for real or willy-nilly. And try to spark up a conversation, especially like no pretentious ocean drive joints. Now we serious. Nah, man. Could you imagine like walking up to like a group of them joints, group of ocean drive chicks with their freshly installed Miami weave? And their lashes popping? Come on now. Come on. And you know what the Miami weave look like, right? It's that like the wet joint, the wet curly joint. Or or it's the real bone straight extra long joint with the uh 
with the gradient red fade to the bottom or whatever, whatever color they choose it. It's a gradient fade out. <laughs> they be having that installed. They be getting that joint installed that morning before they leave the house and get on the plane and come to Miami. <laughs> Shit, man. Nah, you ain't pulling up on them. Nah, man. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. That's too much pretentiousness. And, uh, or, you know, you, it's a bunch of them jumps down there that got that uh, sugar daddy sponsored aftermarket bodies. Aftermarket booty, aftermarket titties, a lot of that down there. Because ain't no way everybody in Miami got a fat ass and big old titties just popping out with a small waist. That 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 junk is just not real life, okay? So there's a bunch of sugar daddies down there stunting, spending that cocaine money, okay? That cocaine money, the Ponzi scheme money, uh, sex trafficking money, that's all the real popular uh, business industries <laughs> that I just named sex trafficking, Ponzi schemes, cocaine, heroin. That's how everybody's stunting in Miami, just FYI. If they don't play sports, uh, they don't play sports or they don't, if they weren't born in the money, those are the ways they're getting their money, okay? Uh, so, yeah, you ain't, why would you pull that? It's too much drama. You know, you just, if, you, if you ain't tricking, nah. Sheesh. And then how you supposed to be tricking on uh, pussy that you ain't vetted before, okay? Why would you do that? Like, if, if you're going to trick, you got to know that it's, it's the yeah, okay? You got to know that that cooch is going to be verified satisfaction. That's what, And that's part of the reason why I never really got into all that tricking and paying for the junkers. What if it's not good? Do you get a money-back guarantee? <laughs> Like, for real. Like, you done paid the money. You done paid this junk $300, $400, whatever it is. I don't know how much it costs, but whatever. Say it's $300. I'm assuming because if I was selling pussy, I wouldn't sell it for less than $300. That don't even make no sense, right? Anyway. Yeah, so, like, what if it's whack? <laughs> like, yeah, that must suck. You know what I'm saying? That's like a terrible return on investment. You done took the chance. You done gone down here. And I'm putting the money out there, and the joint is whack, man. Mm-mm-mm. That joint is terrible. <laughs> and the crazy shit is, it's like a, it's just a it's a one time thing. So it's not even the typical courting process and the dating process where the men gotta spend the money on the woman anyway. You know that's different. You might get an actual return on your investment in that situation. You know what I'm saying? But in these situations, like in Miami, shit. I mean, two drinks can literally cost you a hundred dollars in Miami on South Beach. <laughs> Those what they call them bulldog joints, the margaritas with the two beers flipped over in that motherfucker. Those be fifty dollars, sixty dollars, like dead ass with eighteen percent tip. <laughs> I don't even know who be buying them joints. Y'all some fool. If you buy, if you ever bought one of them joints, you a damn fool. I'm gonna tell you that right now. And I'm sorry if I offended you, but don't do that shit no more. And that ain't it ain't worth it. Sixty, it ain't worth sixty dollars. I'm just trying to tell you right now, it's not whatever they put in there ain't sixty dollars worth of liquor. And them two raggedy ass Corona turned upside down. Nah, though, <laughs> Corona is is terrible be anyway. And they gonna pour that into my margarita and fuck it up? Nah, no, y'all fucking around. Anyway, nah, it's a hell nah, man. You gotta do like the old school. Play. I'm about to start doing like the old school players. Right, the old street dudes from like the 80s. They used to keep a cooler 
in their trunk. <laughs> uh, like that El Dorado or that little Buick Regal or whatever the hell they were driving at the time. Yeah, man, they kept a cooler in the trunk full of ice and liquor and beer, whatever, and cups. Them little clear plastic cups you used to have, buy them, you can get them junk like five for a dollar, two for a dollar, whatever. Keep them jumps in the car, man. Take it back to old school. Save your money. If this jump try, if you trying to trick on a jump, man, trick at the car. <laughs> try to tell you, man. But um, yeah, you know, I was down there had my little Airbnb, chilling, man, just living my little best corn life, and uh, it wasn't no, it wasn't no sex popping off in there. Wasn't none. It wasn't no sex in the champagne room. Wasn't no sex in Cornbread's Airbnb. Nothing. <laughs> Just a quick little getaway, man. And I had fun. And um, it was cool. It was like, my, but I went to this crazy um, Miami natives pool party, right? And so if y'all ever end um, in Miami, y'all go check out my girls at Hush Entertainment, okay? They from the area and they threw this crazy uh glow party pool party it was lit so make sure y'all check them out it was great everybody was welcoming it was a good time everything went smooth i had no complaints and um it was the best value you gonna ever get going to south florida or going to miami okay because i got a table bottles hors d'oeuvres all this stuff for like a hundred something dollars eat and that you ain't gonna get you ain't getting that nowhere. The, the shit I got at this party for like a hundred, I don't even know, plus dollar, under two hundred dollars. Put it that way. That shit would have been six, eight, six to eight hundred dollars on on the beach, and I would have had to listen to techno. <laughs> but instead, I was listening to Trick Daddy, Juicy J, and whoever other other trap songs that we that the uh, DJ planned to play. You know what I'm talking about? So make sure y'all check out. Hush Entertainment down there, man, in Miami, and tell them your favorite cousin, Cornbread, sent you, and um, that joint was lit. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but yeah, man, and the other part about that party was that I was happy to see that black people actually got in the water, okay? Now, that in itself, so, you know, you know your party lit when the black people are in the water. Now, now to tell you another thing, hey, if, if anybody from Hush is listening, make sure you put that on your next fly. We actually get black people in the pool, in the party. That's how we get down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, man, wasn't no pretentious folks, wasn't nothing. It was real nice, real laid back, real fun. All right? And uh, it was a good little local experience. And the reason, another thing, the reason I bring up the local experience, right, is because I went down there and it was real cool. But I wouldn't do that if I was in like another country, okay, where I'm not familiar. I don't speak the language maybe. Or oh, it's just a whole nother country and atmosphere, procedures, laws, whatever. I, my GPS don't work. All that would be a no for me, dog, okay? Now, the reason I bring that up is because I think going over to – uh travel on our sex travel sports food right so wrapping that into travel i think american tourists are really weird okay because i know people 
who will visit other countries and be like, I want to visit the places where the real quote unquote people live. I don't want to stay on the resort. I want to go out and like, I guess they, they want to go out and see the struggle <laughs> of these nations or these cities. I don't understand what that's about. I understand wanting to get some culture and understanding about what's going or like, you know, learning about a new place. I get that part. Everybody, you know, everybody should want to learn, get your tourism on, whatever, right? But why y'all want to be trying to see the struggle? I mean, we struggle everywhere. I mean, shit, you want to see the struggle, go to Baltimore. <laughs> Not the gentrified part of Baltimore, like the part of Baltimore that's like north, like north, north Ave. Go up there. Right. Or like go to Detroit, go to uh, Cincinnati, go to like, it's a whole bunch. Go to Flint, Michigan. <laughs> the struggle is, is, is in America as well. You know, you, you don't got to fly. You don't need to get a passport stamp to see this struggle shouting. But yeah, it's crazy. It's like a crazy American superiority complex is what I determined it is. Um, well, we decided that we are so, um, we are so superior that we are going to reject nice accommodations in favor of seeing how somebody else lives that don't have as much stuff as we have. You know how crazy that is? <laughs> That's like a crazy thing where you be like, nah, nah, nah. Like, I'm so privileged. Let me just take my, my American privilege and like reject it right now. It's kind of like how the, how it works with the white privilege in America, right? And like when they tell you, oh no, you know, I choose not to see race and all this stuff. That, that's your privilege because you don't have to choose. You don't have to, you can choose whether or not you're going to see it. Just like, and then they take that same shit and go to another place. Oh, no, I want to choose. I'm going to choose the struggle today. <laughs> On my seven day vacation, I'll struggle for four. <laughs> that's crazy to me, man. For real. But yeah, like I said, uh, you don't see a lot of American tourists, I think. I mean, I don't know this for sure because I don't know nobody else that's tourists from other countries. But American tourists are typically the only ones I've ever seen doing that, right? You don't see nobody visit the U.S., right? You don't see nobody flying to the United States and be like, no, no, no. I don't want to go to Times Square. <laughs> Take me to the boogie down Bronx. <laughs> For quarter waters, let's let's go to, to the Bronx for quarter waters, and um, I like to go to the Marcy Projects as well, where Jay Z grew up. That's where I want to go check out. Please, that's day two of my excursion. Is going to ride the the train to Brooklyn, and I'll I like to have a shootout. I like to be in the middle of a shootout where Jay Z was born. That's what I want to do with my life today. Nobody do that shit. <laughs> you don't be seeing nobody in L.A. You know, you don't be seeing no no Asian tourists in L.A. trying to go through, like, go and look at the bloods and the crypts. <laughs> like, what the hell? They want to walk of fame. You know what I'm saying? They had to, had to had look, going at looking at the studios and stuff. You know, they're going, you know, they touring the tourist spots. Like, where are you supposed to stay your ass on the tourist spots? You don't be like, oh, no, I love the tour of Barrio. I love the tour of Barrio. Take me to the MS-13 Barrios, please. <laughs> hell no. What the hell kind of pampered American shit is that? Y'all better chill with that shit, man. Because I remember one time, and this ain't even in 
a non-American territory. I remember one time I went to Puerto Rico with some folks. And clearly, for everybody that don't know, you don't need a passport to go to Puerto Rico. Uh, I know some people don't know that. And uh, and we're not going to judge. But if you're going to Puerto Rico, you do not need a passport, uh, technically. Now, they might prefer you have one, but it's a U.S. territory. Anyway, uh, I remember years ago, I went to Puerto Rico and the people, some people I was with was like, yeah, we want to go to like old San Juan and all this shit. And the people was like, look, dog, y'all don't want to go to old San Juan. Like dead ass. Like what y'all doing? Like stay away from old San Juan. It's not your shit. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I agree. They were like, you going, you were dead ass going to get rocked. We was there like two days before a cruise. And they were like, yeah, don't go to old San Juan. Like just don't. Ain't nothing there for you to see. And I agree with my, I'm like, keep me near the airport and the cruise ships. And all the tourist shit. And I'll be just fine. You understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> but yeah, man. Y'all stop trying to go to Miami Gardens and see where they shot the last first 48. <laughs> that what y'all be doing. Let me please take me to the first 48 site. That's what y'all do out of town. Y'all stop doing that shit, man. That's odd. That's awesome. Odd American pampered shit that y'all be doing, man. For real. Going to the trap and other places. As a tourist. Uh, let's think about that. <laughs> Stop that shit. Okay. And speaking of odd choices, you know, for our next subject matter, sex, travel, sports, food. I'm actually going to push food up in this discussion. <laughs> it's going to be out of order. But, yeah, so speaking of odd choices, why the hell do vegans feel the need uh, to name they're non-meat and non-dairy products after actual meat and dairy products, right? It's weird, okay? Isn't veganism about, like, the ethical perspective of not killing the animal and taking the mother's milk and all kinds of other stuff, right? Ain't it, like, more like an ethical thing? I mean, it's a, it's a dietary situation, too, but it's a lot of ethics involved with it as well, right? So you, you would think that that mindset would transfer to the naming convention as well. Like, why even disrespect the chicken? Okay? By calling your soy and sand leaf compote product wings. Right? That's very disrespectful. Don't call them up. Don't call that wings. Chicken might have PTSD. He might have seen his mans get his neck wrong and turn into an actual real live Chicken wing, and you out here naming your shaped soy whatever into wings. Don't do that shit. That's not nice. Why would you ever disrespect the cow? Why would you disrespect the cow by calling your tofu and fig concoction a steak or a burger? No, it's not. It's a that's throwing it in their face. Like I could, you know. Y'all going to trigger somebody. Y'all going to, you know, y'all going to be triggering one of y'all pet pet uh, chickens or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to be like, man, that's not nice. You throwing it in their face. Like, why would you keep bringing that up? Ain't that part of y'all like veganism shit? <laughs> that's kind of like, uh, it just evokes bad feelings, I guess. I guess I would assume that you wouldn't want to still associate with those things. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, my football team, the Washington Redskins, they got the Redskins name and say it's like a positive thing. But it's really not to the motherfucker that's offended by it. Right? So why would you just keep doing it? Stop doing that shit. 
Is that really? Is that going to take nothing away? Just call it where it is: the Washington football team, or the Washington Warriors, or the Washington whatever. But they insist on the Redskins. Like these people insist on uh, tuna, right? Like I saw somebody post, "Oh, this vegan tuna salad." It's not vegan tuna salad. There's no such thing as vegan tuna salad, okay? Because y'all don't eat tuna, right? So it can't be tuna salad without the damn tuna in it. So just call it whatever the fuck it is. Call it whatever, you know, soy, scrapple, concoction, watermelon strips, and whatever. Like, call it whatever the hell it is, okay? Just call it what it is. Don't call it something else. It's not a burger. It's not tuna. It's none of that shit. It's vegan shit. Actually, that's what you call it, some vegan shit. <laughs> so please put it on the package. Don't worry. This is vegan shit. You good. Whatever. Man. Y'all crazy, man. Stop naming, stop naming shit the wrong way. And then, y'all out here, I saw a new vegan watermelon recipe where they done put the watermelon in a brine solution and then smoked it for like a few hours like it was meat. And sold that joint like it was a steak. They cut it up. They was like, oh, yeah, this is a three-inch or two-inch uh, watermelon steak and blah, blah, blah. It ain't no damn watermelon steak, man. It's not a steak. It's just a, it's just a slice of watermelon. Just call it whatever that is, okay? Like I said, call that tuna tuna salad, your, to, your, your vegan tuna salad. It's not. It's tofu and soy paste. That's what it is. It's tofu salad. It's not tuna. It's tofu. And why is it hard? What is this? <laughs> man. And um, like I said, I told y'all before, man, I saw a lady who said she a vegan, but she eats meat socially. Which is completely out of line with uh, being a vegan. Okay. So y'all going to stop that shit in 2000 for the rest of 2018. Because y'all been doing it all 2018. So right from right now. Y'all going to stop that shit, okay? Y'all can't just be out here cavalierly eating meat and having living your best life but still claiming vegan during the week. You can't be a weekend vegan, okay? Or a week, whatever, weekday vegan. You can't do that shit. <laughs> but anyway, man, sheesh. And uh, who even thought that... Um, it made sense. This is a, a random little side note. I was on the plane, right? Um, I was on the plane. They go, you want, you know, what would you like to drink? We have water, juice, and soft drinks. And I said, uh, I'm thinking to myself because I overthink a lot of shit. I said, why the hell do they call soda soft drinks? Like, why do they call water soda soft drinks? It, it's the harshest thing you can really drink, right? All the carbonation and the things it does to your body, the dyes, the ingredients, like everything about a soda is everything but soft. <laughs> so who came up with that shit? That shit's not true. That shit is a harsh drink. It's a rough drink. It should be called, we have water, juice, and rough drinks because that shit is going to fuck up your throat from the carbonation and the dye 17 is going to pollute your blood. Okay? So don't call it soft drink. That's the false advertisement right there. <laughs> Sheesh. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. Um, 
Yeah, like all that shit to kill you, Mountain Dew. All that shit, all that shit is harsh. It's not soft. <laughs> but we parrot stuff, man, that we don't never really think about where this term came from. If y'all know, y'all let me know. Put it in the comments wherever you listen to this at, man. Let me know where soft drinks came from. I'm too lazy to look it up myself. <laughs> but sheesh, I never would think to name none of that shit soft. Mountain, just think about like the Shasta. You know, like like the store brand soda that you can get. If you can't afford Mountain Dew and you get that shit called like Neon Neon Ultra Drink or whatever the fuck it is, or just cola when you can't afford Coke. Dumb joints. They don't even give a fuck. Whatever they put in there, they put extra carbonation and extra carcinogens in there. Your heart going to stop today. <laughs> and that's not soft. Okay. Low. Jesus be a logic tree, dog. <laughs> Well, yeah, man. Um, speaking of logic um, and, and harshness, actually, uh, real quick on sports, man. You know, the, the NFL season has started, and, um, you know, they still got this whole controversy, I guess, with people protesting the flag or protesting the national anthem when, uh, you know, at the beginning of the game by taking a knee. So this thing is still going on. And at the time, I was going to put this on the episode previously, but um, at the time, a couple of weeks before the season started, they had the uh, Hall of Fame uh, induction for the new cl- for the new class for the Hall of Fame. And uh, Randy Moss, shout out to Randy Moss for wearing a tie with uh, all the the names of victims of police brutality on it. You know what I'm saying? That drew a lot of, drew a lot of attention. Uh, so during his speech, which he knew was going to be recorded and replayed forever, he had a tie with all the victims of police brutality written on that joint. And so shout out to Randy Moss for that. In this uh, atmosphere where everybody's completely against the protest, he did his own protest, and I like that. Okay, so I continue to support all the NFL people that's protesting, that's still playing, still taking knees, and still doing all their thing. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, a lot of people was on this whole thing about uh, boycotting the NFL and all this stuff. And I didn't, I never was a boycott fan because I thought about it a little bit. You know, the knee jerk reaction is to go ahead and boycott, right? Oh, we're going to boycott, we mad, whatever. Like, it's just, they treating black people bad. They're not caring, they're not listening. Uh, they're violating his uh, freedom of speech, all those things. So, you know, the thing is the, you know, one of the mechanisms is a boycott. One of the options is the boycott. I never thought that made any sense because there are still players who do good with that money from the NFL. So, you know, the whole thing started with Trump saying that he basically was pleading to the other people, the people that was for the pro- that was against the protest for them to stop going to the games to punish the NFL for letting them kneel. And so that sparked it. So he was, Trump was originally the one who brought up shutting down the NFL through this whole, as an anti-protest protest, right? So basically this done turned into a whole new deal where now the people who's protesting it trying to shut it down. But why would you do that? Because there's a bunch of players that still rely on that money that have foundations and have, uh, things that they do with those millions of dollars that they make from playing in the NFL to do things for black people or for uh, victims of police brutality or for 
whatever the hell they do it in their community, right? They do a lot of good in their communities. A lot of these players are black and they give back to their communities with those millions. So if y'all stop watching or y'all stop protesting and all this stuff, y'all still affecting those dudes down the line, okay? That's why I thought that the protest didn't make any sense. In addition to the fact that there's not enough black season ticket holders or anti uh, or there's not enough Kaepernick. I don't even mean it doesn't even matter that they're black. There's not enough supporters of Kaepernick who are going to uh, cancel their season ticket subscription or their season tickets and not go to the games and buy uh, concessions and all this stuff to affect the money. So the protest is not going to be effective, basically. So you need to do something else. Plus, those players that's still out there, they be protesting on the field. They make a sack, put up the, the power fist. You know what I'm saying? After the games, Richard Sherman and some other guys, they talk a lot about this stuff. So you're still getting the attention during the game, too. So everybody shouldn't just stop playing. Unless everybody going to stop playing, there ain't no reason to protest, right? Unless all the players are going to gather up and they're literally going to be like, stop this, stop that, there ain't nothing going to happen. But the recent, uh, <laughs> the recent sponsorship from Nike, uh, the recent uh, sponsorship – from Nike and Ford with Cap, that's been, that doesn't change the whole game with this whole thing now at this point, <laughs> because uh, what really can they say? They can't say shit at this point. So now it's awesome at this point because now all the races, um, they don't got no support, right? Even from like some of the biggest companies now, including the one of the biggest sponsors of the NFL, Nike. And forward, they're all with cap. So they're gonna have to address it again soon. And they gonna have to they gonna basically what's gonna happen now is they're gonna have to switch over to the to the cap side. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of owners have already done that. They've been paying their players fines and all that kind of stuff, except for that Bama Jerry Jones down there in Dallas with the cow broads. <laughs> but yeah, man, I wanted to just touch on that real quick. Um and so we're gonna see how this how all this pans out, but like I said, I never was a big fan of the the um, the protests for those reasons that I named out. So hopefully you'll think about it a little bit different if you're still on the fence about watching or whatever. But uh, do what you do. Live your best life. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to let y'all go ahead and get up out of here, man. You know what I'm talking about. I appreciate y'all for hanging out with me on this episode number 19 of Sex, Travel, Sports, Food Podcast. With your favorite cousin, Cousin Cornbread. Like I said, go on everything on CousinCornbread.com. Everything is on there, man. Or you can go to SexTravelSportsFood.com as well and listen to this podcast. You hear me? But on CousinCornbread.com, I got the podcast plus some other stuff. So do either one. But Cousin Cornbread is the landing site. You ain't going to be disappointed. You go there. You can get to everything else. All right? And make sure you share, subscribe, tell a friend, uh, leave me comments, leave me feedback. If you want to leave a comment, a voice comment, and want me to play it back, uh, you can leave a voice message on 352-577-CORN. Again, that's 352-577-CORN. Spell that out on your on your keypad on your phone, you know what I'm saying? Keep going to do it old school with the vanity number. <laughs> But yeah, man, I appreciate y'all listening, man. Like I said, and uh, like I said, if you want to support the podcast, go in there now. You can support the journal on sextravelsportsfood.com. 
click that little money sign on there. Let your boy hold something. Let your boy hold 99 cents. $4.99 or $9.99. You hear me? And I'm out of here, man. I appreciate y'all. We're going to get y'all out of here under an hour. Hopefully you're tra- sitting in traffic, picking up your badass kids or whatever you're doing, faking like shit on the treadmill. <laughs> whatever you're doing, listen to this jump, man. I appreciate y'all. Come back for the next episode. Your favorite cousin Cornbread about to get out of here, man. And don't forget my favorite three keys to life. Number one, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Number two, always make a plan or you'll be working for somebody who did make a plan. Number three, don't drink and drive. You might spill some. Log out.